Welcome to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you're interested in staying healthy, becoming fitter or stronger, getting rid of pain, or enhancing your athletic performance, this is the place for you. We're excited to be part of your journey to better health. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Sports Performance Podcast. We do have a new addition to the group. We are honored to have Dr. Marissa. How are you doing? Hi, guys. I'm doing great today. And as normal, we have Dr. Nick. What's happening? And Dr. Staff. Returning back from maternity leave. Oh, reporting from maternity leave. (laughs) I like the way that sounded. (laughs) So today, the the topic of choice, and this is always coming from our clients and and people's requests, is discogenic injuries, meaning disc herniations, uh, low back and neck uh, disc injuries. Is that that about right, guys? Is that that the terms that we commonly hear? Bulges. Got it. Slip the disc. Ooh, yeah, slip the disc. I like that it's one. My favorite. That one. <laughs> that one usually comes <laughs> out. Uh, so the first question we have to answer is, how does it happen? Uh, disc injuries can happen from a variety of things. Um, a combination of bending over and turning. Um, it can come with lifting. Especially when there's load, right? Yeah. High yeah. load. But you know what? We also get the people who. Say I was literally bending over to grab oh, a piece 100%. of paper. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. right, right. Yeah. We have the classic people who will say I was lifting weights, I was squatting or I was deadlifting, and then I had it. Mm-hmm. But then you also get the people who are, I was literally picking up something off the ground. Yes, yeah, right. And so, Doctor Nick, you're right. You're you're just saying the bending forward with any rotation is yeah. primarily how it's you. It's a very common mechanism of injury. Mm-hmm. And and. Does it? I, we get this, these questions from a lot of clients. Do they heal, guys? And and everyone's smiling in this room. Okay? <laughs> do they heal? And and what's your take on that? And how do you guys so, respond to that? So a lot of our clients think that once they are given the title herniated disc or bulging disc, that they are done. This is yeah, that they're done. They have to deal with this now for the rest of their lives. And what people don't know is, um, just like anything else in the body, your body can heal itself. And if given the right, um, realignment or given the right exercises, your body can 100% heal itself. That ligament that tore to allow the bulge to happen in the first place can, um, re, uh, Resorb, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, it looks like anywhere between like 66 to 86. 85% of uh, disc bulges end up peeling within, I think it was over over like a seven-year span, but I think that mm-hmm. happens more 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 quickly than that for sure, but mm-hmm. over seven years. So you're not you're, stuck with this thing. You're not stuck with it. You are not doomed for the rest of your life. Doomed is a good word. <laughs> it is not. I think that's pretty powerful for you, right, Dr. Nick? I mean, I think that... This is a good topic that you're very interested in and in, in that it's not a lifelong injury, right? Absolutely. And people think they can never run. They think they can never lift. They think they can never play sports again. They need um, surgery. Mm-hmm. Or that they need surgery. Yeah. Um, and would, they can do those things. They can get back to doing what they love. Wait, you brought up a good question. Do you need surgery? I, I, and I know that <laughs> we're, all we're, we're all biased towards the, the conservative side, but there are cases that may or may not, right? Yeah, and yeah. so there's, this is very dependent on every single case. But overall, Dr. Missa, what would you say? Uh, I would say that, that no, you don't need surgery if you have a herniated disc. And my reasoning for that is that what a lot of people don't know is that 
a lot of people have herniated discs and they have no Damn idea no. that they have mm-hmm. herniated discs. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you're getting if you're getting back pain and you know you have a herniated disc, um, there could be somebody that's also got that herniated disc and they have no back pain. And so it's not necessarily the disc that's causing your pain. And so surgery might not really help that. Absolutely. Um, there, there's a lot of factors that go into making a decision to or not to have a surgery, correct? Um, but I would say for the most part, uh, surgery is not necessary to rehabilitate, I guess is the word I'm trying to think sure. of. Um, a disc that is herniated or bulged. Any thoughts, Nick? Yeah, I think it's a very individual case-by-case basis depending upon how they respond to treatment, how aggravated they are, how they keep aggravating themselves, or whether or not it really resolves. I don't think they need it in every single case, but sometimes it could possibly help depending upon how long they've dealt with it and what they've tried. Yeah, absolutely. And we see people with these injuries, or the I don't even want to say conditions, with these injuries uh throughout different times of, of their life. Mm-hmm. If you're a first timer and this just happened to you, it's very scary, right? We, mm-hmm. we get, we call fear avoidance and it's a scary feeling. You don't know what just happened. Did I break something? Did Chest something? Yeah. It, it, and you don't even know what to do. And, and so by the time that they come in to see us, uh, it can be at every stage, but, and then we have people who've done this over and over and over again, and they're kind of used to it and they're like, listen, it went out again and you know, I'm coming back. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so we, we get a whole mix and so every case is is very dependent and that's why we're so generalized in our answers because it's truly very very specific to every single person so when you come in to get a session at sports performance physical therapy uh you will get that same response and i and i hope so because there's no simple answer and uh even amongst ourselves we all have a different approach uh but we all convene to very similar responses to ensure that this is realistic uh an expectation that you can truly um rely on and then mm-hmm. two th- that it's feedback that helps Helps you from a conservative side without management of medication, surgery, whatever it may be, as long as you can to keep you healthy. And that is the mission. So our responses are what you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Like whatever, whether that's uh, running or underwater basket weaving, whatever you love, <laughs> you just keep doing that, right? So um, surgery is never an easy answer. And, and mm-hmm. obviously, we think that we would love to do that. So or love yeah. to get you away from that. So uh, I, uh, what do you think, Dr. Marissa? Yeah, I was just going to ask you. So let's say somebody has, uh, they hurt their back in, in the gym yesterday. What would they, how would they know if they need, if they have something really serious going on and something where they might need immediate medical attention um, as opposed to, you know, scheduling the next day visit with some, with us? Mm. So I would say that, you know, numbness and tingling is an immediate, you know, if you've got that, yeah, down the leg, if it's like a zing. Saddle maybe in between their legs. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that we're focusing a lot on lumbar or low back. I think the neck too, right? You got to remember that. So, Mm -hmm. and and sometimes it's scary if your hands or fingers go numb. We've all slept on our hand and it kind of goes numb. That's different, right? That's a little bit of nerve and a little bit of cutting off circulation. But for some that might have been, you know, driving and they felt a twinge in the neck and now they feel like their hand is numb or they're behind their um, arm is a little numb as well that's scary mm-hmm. that's definitely you should consult with somebody absolutely 
a zing or a twinge in the neck or low back, I'm not too concerned about, but if this is recurrent, it's happened more than once in a given two or four week period, you should probably see somebody, we all have aches and pains that go away. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, and intuition is, is a big deal. And that sometimes is hard because people kind of brush it off and they're like, I don't know if this is something serious or not, but I'll be fine. But if it's sharp and it's not going away, and it's recurring or it's going happening uh, over and over again and you have some numbness and tingling, you need to get to see somebody. What do you think, Dr. Sir? Um, the other important factor to think about is we've seen this a lot too. The faster you can get in to see someone mm -hmm. to treat or mm -hmm. to um, address yeah. the pain, the better off you are in the long run. Mm. So if you wait a month till you finally pull the trigger and call, make an appointment to see someone, whether it's a physical therapist or your doctor, yep. um, the slower the rehab is. Yeah, yeah no, I'd agree it's with dramatic. that. It's mm dramatic. -hmm. It's a dramatic difference. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and we see it literally every day just because we get the whole spectrum coming through. People who had it and just had it hours ago or the day before, mm -hmm. your outcomes are so much better because you can learn what what you can and should do mm -hmm. and that just sets you up with a good game plan mm -hmm. more than anything else. Yes. I think that's the biggest piece. So. And coming in to see a physical therapist, sorry to interrupt, no, um, coming in to see a physical therapist, we can calm down everything that's really aggravated and, and guarded. Mm -hmm. We can get the muscles to relax. So you feel a little bit better that day, mm -hmm. um, which again goes into uh, making a dramatic change in the long run. And we just had a question this morning from somebody who had uh, a very recent injury like this morning. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they asked, could they, could we even help? Absolutely. I think more than anything else... Uh, it's just getting information on, in general, what you should and shouldn't be doing. How can you manage this on your own? And then what are some steps to reduce that inflammation? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes, we can help with that. So I, I think that's easier. And so l let me pose this to you. What can, what can people do to work out what can they do to work out with an injury like this? I mean, can they still function? Can they do the things that they need to? Great question. This so this goes back to the individual, right? There's some yes. people that um, their symptoms are reproduced or they get worse when you bend over. There's people who who have symptoms that get worse when you bend backwards, you know, forward flexion or backward extension. Um, so it's, sometimes it's very individualized on the person's symptoms and what makes it worse, what makes it better. Um, but in general, we all have this um, mentality of do what you can. And we're here to help you figure out what you can do without making it aggravated um, because the movement is ideally going to help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice. yeah. there's some general guidelines. Usually we like to keep people moving and whether that's just walking or riding a bike, yes. mm -hmm. usually one of those is a really good option um, just to keep moving and keep because the disc needs movement to yes. heal. It needs blood. Uh, blood needs to diffused to the end plates through movement and um, as far as loading goes it depends upon what they can tolerate you know if you can't bend down to pick something off off the floor you certainly can't bend down to pick a barbell <laughs> up off the floor yeah. but if you can you know front rack or back rack and mm -hmm. do a back squat with a little bit of load it's good, it's good. Mm -hmm. movement yeah basically life or training doesn't stop correct no it it's I feel the, like the worst thing you could do is 
go to bed and lay down. Lay all in day. bed, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I mean, bed rest used to be management of these things. That's how it was before. Yeah. I mean, go and, lay down for six weeks. But, but that's how <laughs> that's how things get better, right? Because they made these recommendations. They used to do these ACL reconstructions and cast them, and they finally got stiff. Side note, but anyway, you know, <laughs> the same thing with low back used to be a bed rest thing. So nowadays, it's really just continue moving and it gets better yeah yeah, absolutely so with within safe guidelines so uh how can how can people rehab it guys what do you think but and this is this is a easy and hard question yeah i think one of the first things that somebody can do is try to figure out which direction is really making their symptoms feel much worse Mm -hmm. so a lot of the times with disc injuries you've got pain that's going down your leg but if you find some movement whether that's bending forward bending backward that takes that pain and maybe brings it up to your back instead of going down your leg it takes away those leg symptoms then that's a good place to start you just kind of keep doing that movement and it'll it'll kind of slowly help bring that pain out of your legs mm-hmm. um, but it's up to you to try maybe that's moving to the side maybe that's bending forward bending backward like i said but everybody's mm-hmm. a little bit different mm-hmm. yeah and, and i think that there's always stages, right? And if you Google or YouTube or whatever you or your preference is, you know, how you're going to cure this thing. WebMD. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the WebMD. <laughs> however you're going to cure this, there's definitely stages. It's not like, oh, you do this exercise for four hours and you're going to get better. Yes, there's never an immediate. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so you have to get over the pain, the acute pain relief. When, when that means is that all the inflammatory responses early on. So really the first stage is just getting you able to bend forward and walk and just sit pain free. You got to get out of that stage before mm-hmm. you start strengthening your core or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, new exercises out there. You have to be able to do your daily function before you really start some aggressive strengthening or whatever yeah. it may mm-hmm. be. So mm-hmm. we break them down into stages, get rid of your pain, get you stronger and then lastly and more importantly is how you can prevent this from happening in the future Mm -hmm. so our job and and in getting this calmed down is let's get you out of this who cares how to do it let's just do it get you out so you can have pain-free movement get you stronger so you can start getting back into training and then following up and ensuring that you know exactly why this happened and how you can prevent this from the future. Nobody has a crystal ball and say that you'll, this will never happen again. Mm-hmm. You just, if you've ever had this happen, you want any risk of this to happen again, you want that to be zero as much as possible <laughs> yes. because it's so horrible and debilitating. And so it's really not just the, the rehab, but it's also how do you prevent it? Now, I'm going to ask you guys. How would you say that people can prevent this? Uh, so I think prevention is best accomplished with um, paying attention to your posture. Mm. What, so whether that's um, a disc issue with your in your neck, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times the way you're sitting at a computer or the way you're sitting at a desk influences your disc position in your neck. So mm-hmm. therefore, if you have bad posture at a computer your disc might not be in a great position in your neck. Mm-hmm. Um, same with your back, whether that's lifting or sitting or walking. Um, you have to figure out your posture in your low back to make sure that your discs are lining up correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, I love starting there and then figuring out what everyone else needs in, in addition to that. Any other thoughts, guys? Yeah, um, I usually like to look at it from a training load perspective, so if you're an athlete or if you're even a recreational recreational runner or anything, um, making sure that you are not 
not doing any sudden increases in your training load. Mm, so let's say absolutely. you're you're back squatting and you've been doing like eh, 100 pounds, no problem for a while, and all of a sudden you jump up to 185. You know, we know that when you get those acute increases in your workload, you're at more risk for injury. So just making sure that you're building on a good foundation um, instead of doing any big jumps. I think that's a phenomenal suggestion because I think that most of the time we look at the person and not the activity. And what that does is it takes a little bit of a global approach. Maybe it's not just your body. Maybe it's just the activities that you're doing. Yeah, the total number of repetitions and volume, what we call. And so don't hesitate to to come back to that. So what else do you think, Dr. Nick? Um, I like a variety of strength and movement and make sure you're strengthening, you know, not just forward and back, but also side to side and mm. rotation yeah, yeah, to make sure you're a well-rounded and developed athlete and that you're recovering well. I'm big on recovery. Absolutely. As you can tell, everybody here has a different <laughs> response. So the ideal goal is to have all four of us look oh. at you at the same time. <laughs> and this is the dream team. <laughs> well, that, you guys, is Disc Injuries 101. And I'm really uh, excited to provide this uh, coming from Sports Performance. You know, we, we offer these because you guys ask. And, and again, you guys are always welcome to you know, comment on things that you would like to. You can always send those to our master email, team, T-E-A-M-S-P, at sportsperformancept.com. And uh, from the whole crew at uh, Sports Performance Physical Therapy, until next time. See you guys. Bye. Bye.